0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, good morning, Canada. Zacchino Weeks, Scully, everybody in the
1: house. This will be the first time everybody in the house, or I should say, Bob, the last time everybody's going to be in the house for a while. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like a good marriage. Just pass each other in the hallway kind of thing. Uh, that's because I'm hitting the road for the playoffs for the Northern Trust next week. And then we'll be kind of one of us at home, one of us in the studio, etc. Uh, thank you for listening this morning across TSN Radio Network. And simulcasting, this is our first live to TV this week, Bob. Very nice. Yeah, We've been on you know TSN 2 or TSN 4 whatnot, but it's been on a delay or finding a different time slot, etc. on a Saturday morning afternoon. Uh, but we are live right now on TSN2 as well. So you can watch my mug. Well,
2: so don't say any bad words. Yeah, just uh,
1: try not to. I'll try not to. How was your week?
2: Uh, I was good. I had a golf lesson this week. My game has been just like deteriorating to the point of frustration. So I had a nice golf lesson with uh, Mark Linton, teacher extraordinaire, who's every time he sees me, he's been teaching me for years. Every time he sees me coming, he gets this kind of little twitch in his. <laughs> <laughs> in his eye, and sort of says, but uh, no, we worked on some good stuff, and I actually practiced it for two days, and then I went out yesterday and was like, I'd never played golf again.
1: Yeah, it's, isn't it, it's wonder, it's isn't it a wonderful a, sport?
2: Just, it a, just taking it from the range to the to the course.
1: You know, Mark Litton, and I go very far yes. back.
2: Dynamic golf. When
1: yep. uh, I'm going to say, I know Mark is probably going to get mad at me for saying putting a number on this, but thirty years ago. Nineteen ninety, I was fifteen years old. My first job in the golf business, Dynamic Golf, and Mark Linton and Mike Vinnick ran our teaching. Academy. Oh boy, there's a
2: there's a duo.
1: Dynamic duo. They were fun to be around.
2: Yeah, so. Kent State alumnus, good guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, yesterday, got uh, got to uh, say thank you to the people at uh, TPC Toronto and our friends at Golf Canada. I had a chance to go up and play uh, TPC Toronto. I haven't been up in twenty years. Quite the facility. Yeah. And some great plans for the future. Wow. Just uh, a lot of fun. Great day. Um course was in amazing condition. So nice to putt greens that good.
2: Yeah, it's a big ballpark and it's uh it's gonna get bigger and more impressive. They got a lot of big plans. Yeah.
1: There. Yeah. I played uh the North, which I've never played like I said, twenty years ago I played the original. Okay. Obviously there's been a lot done since then. Um played the North, never seen it before. That's of course the McKenzie tour course as well yeah and uh wow it's awesome yeah uh la lawrence applebaum i promised him i'd tell him tell the story on the air so uh get up on the first hole par five driver nine iron 22 footer eagle two under after
2: one you did yeah well, second hole did.
1: four iron he's playing with me shake just shaking his head at me four iron sandwich into the trap skull it off the back double
2: bogey
3: <laughs>
1: back even park standing on three Yes, guy. Well done.
2: Way to keep that momentum going.
1: Uh, before we jump into it, we got a busy show. Evan Holmes joining us in Hour 2. Evan Holmes, if you hadn't read or, or caught up on, has won the inaugural Canada Life Series event out in Bear Mountain in B.C. He's going to join us uh, live in Hour 2. Uh, Bob, you had a chance to speak with Mike Weir after the big President's Cup announcement. So we're going to hear from Mike this morning, which is great. What a cool – we kind of we're all waiting on when that announcement was coming and uh, there is no chance, zero, that Mike Weir is not the captain <laughs> yeah, of that that press know, cup. So. so we will hear from Mike Weir uh, as well this morning. We're going to give away a set of uh, P770 irons Oops. from TaylorMade. We had our Twitter poll question about Kola Murakawa and, and where you put him in the U.S. Open coming up. Um, lots to get to before we get to all that though. Um, some, you know, we we watched the U.S. Open. We did the uh, so U.S. Open. We watched the PGA this week. We did our one-hour recap show. Uh, it, you've had a week to settle in. Um, you, how you thinking about like where we put where where are we putting Morikawa right now in the landscape? He's top five now, official world in golf world, ranking.
2: Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to just like pile onto this guy so quickly, like the expectations. Because that it. Feels un- like, unjust, like right? we're strapping a rocket to his back. Yeah, and I, I in the press conference uh, afterwards, he said something which was very good. It stuck with me. Someone said, you know, what about all these expectations now that are going to be on you? And he said, you know, you guys put the expectations. You're the guys who deal with that. All I do is I have some goals, and I'm going to work towards those goals. So not only has he got a good golf game, but he's got a good head on his shoulders as well. So I I don't think it's fair to kind of say, oh, yeah, this is the next so-and-so or the next Tiger or the next Rory or whatever. I think he's a great golfer, and, uh, and the future's yet to be seen.
1: Yeah, I just I think it's that type of mindset, the poise. He shows so much poise. He's an old soul. Yeah. Type. He's an old soul. I think it'll serve him well. All right, let's get to it. Busy day, news, and headlines.
0: News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. Well, we alluded
1: to it. Off the top. President's Cup returning to Royal Morial 2024. Big announcement. Uh, great that it's back on Canadian soil. I know that the PGA Tour loves that an international uh, home game is on an eastern seaboard U.S. TV time zone.
2: Yeah, it's also a little easier for the boys to get there than Royal Melbourne because yeah. considering, I don't know, of the 24 players, how many would live in North America, you know, probably... Majority of them anyway. So that's a big factor. There were a number of courses in the running trying to land this, by the way. So um, I know Shaughnessy was trying to, get, trying to get it. I know St. George's was interested. I heard Magno was interested. So there's a bunch of them that were interested. But this, this is a huge footprint. If you have not been to a President's Cup, this is a massive, massive thing on the scale of a major championship. So there's only so many places you can have it. So Shaughnessy simply didn't have any room. St. George is simply, you don't have enough room. There's just nothing you can do where you can put all this stuff. So it's not the courses.
1: It's a bigger footprint than the RBC.
2: It dwarfs a regular PGA Tour event is what I would tell you. And uh, when you you see this thing at Royal Montreal in a few years, you'll understand why there's very few places that can hold this. And this is a good place. I think it's a great match play test uh Royal Montreal especially the last 4 or 5 holes. The
1: way amazing. they set it up on that finish certainly. Yeah,
2: it's great and we'll see if Woody Austin or any can anyone can repeat Woody Austin's dump into the lake there? And, Aquaman. Yeah.
1: Aquaman. The couple things I remember Bob and, you know, off the top of my head, I, the, my initial reaction to this was al- also the fact that, you know, the French Canadian flair gives it a little bit more of an international yep. feel. I think that's great for the event. Um I started wondering, could we see a second Canadian as an assistant somewhere on this team? Sure. Um, Possibly. Possibly. 2024, projecting where we are now as a nation playing golf on the PGA Tour. This might be... A very good opportunity for us to have more than one Canadian on a President's Cup team, which I know you and I have both been waiting
2: for. Sure. I mean, you could have, if, you, if things go well, you could have two or three of them on there, right? How you good would be that like be? Like Australia.
1: I, nothing would be better for, for a President's Cup on Canadian soil than Mike Weir sending out a Canadian pair. That's cool. That would be cool. All right. Augusta National. Now, I've been sitting in this chair for a few months saying, I still don't think we're going to see fans or spectators at any golf tournament this year. I believe that. But I was suggesting that when we got to Augusta in November that we might see some special guests, uh, certainly a few people walking around in green jackets, etc., um, I'm not so sure we're even going to get that from the announcement this week that Augusta will go spectator free, patron free, patron free. Patron thank you, patron free. <laughs> patron free. But it also alluded to in there in some of the language, Bob, that there there's not going to be. I didn't, you know, it kind of led me down the path that there won't be special guests and there won't be that that tier of some on the golf course. Did you get the fa- same reaction?
2: Yeah, more or less. I, I, the only thing that sort of stood out for me was. Are the members going to be allowed the green jackets? The green jackets they may be allowed on the property or not, and that's I think going to be yet to be determined. It's um, it's pretty interesting uh, overall to sort of think of it. I mean, like if any tournament, I would have thought that Augusta National and the Masters would have found a way to make it work. I well, like thinking, you said
1: last week, they have a vaccine in the basement. Yeah. You said yeah, they,
2: they have a vaccine and they administer it. They administer it in syringes that have the little uh, Masters logo on it. You know, they put it in there. But I think um, I think they're just. Ran out of time and it's fait accompli. And I don't even know if they'll have uh, spectators next April. I know I, you
1: right. know, I was, I was thinking that I'd, I'd be very surprised. I, I don't think we'll see spectators uh, at a golf tournament till probably somewhere midsummer next year.
2: There may be a situation where you have limited number, like the, yeah. the U.S. Open was trying to deal with. Say, okay, we're going to have a few. Now, you see, on the even on the PGA Tour, you know, they're allowing their spouses or yeah. one guest or whatever it is. So they're starting to sort of eke things in, and things are moving in the right direction. But um, We'll we'll see. see.
1: Tiger Woods committing to the Northern Trust. The big cat will be on property next week at TPC Boston, and and he has alluded to the fact that get used to him. This is going to be a busy schedule now. Um, My assumption, unless the back does something that we're not expecting, we're going to see Tiger at all three playoff events
2: be interesting. I mean, if he wins the first one or he finished second or something, I think he'll take the second one off if he, can't afford to, if he, he can afford if he can it, afford to right? do so, yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't think this was a huge surprise in this post-round press conference with Amanda Ballionus. He sort of let it slip. He said, "Well, I'm going to take a week off and then we'll Oh, so we sort of knew this one was coming, but it's great to see great to see him back and I I want to see him play at least two if not three or four in a row. Just to see what he can do. Because even Joe Lacava said last week that he was he right. was rusty.
1: I, I love this though here. Like there like what you just said there drives me nuts. And later on in Winter's Weird and What, I'm gonna, you know, I've got something for Kepka. Kepka seems to be just, you know, every week just bothers me. <laughs> 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 he did it again this week. Um, but like what the tiger letting it slip to Amanda Boleonis that I'll see, I'll take a week off. Oh, hold on. Why is it a big secret? Why are we playing this game, game as to where you're gonna play golf? Like, I don't what, know. what does this do for him, Bob?
2: I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. It's
1: like, where's Waldo?
2: I think he just doesn't torment us all. Yeah,
1: it's just like, like, okay, you know, we don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> how? how like, we've been covering you for 24 years since '96. 97. I, we don't need to guess where you're going to play golf anymore. Okay. <laughs> Just, you know, it, I'm really sick and tired of it. Okay. You're stuck on that one for uh, the Exactly. Thank you. Kepka misses the cut. Is this an injury thing? Is this not being able to trust trust the left side and post up? Cuz that's been the problem. He can't hit the big fade when he needs to. He's aiming down the left and it's staying down the left. And if you're aiming down the left
2: all day, <laughs> yeah, the dreaded straight ball.
1: Dreaded straight ball. And that there's so, he he's not getting on to his left side. That's mechanically what's going on. My question is, is it because of injury?
2: Yeah, I think so, because if you listen to the press conference at the end, he sort of said, um, he said, uh, uh, my swing is okay. And then he sort of, he, he again was kind of evading the actual, actual answer. But he said he's just kind of not healthy enough, but he wouldn't put the two together. So it's got to be that knee that's that's bugging him, and he can't just get over there on the, on the right. That was the problem before, and he got it corrected a little bit, but... I don't know how you can correct it when your knee's not corrected. Well,
1: that's it. And again, how much can you practice? And all those things start to become part of the formula. And we'll see. And uh, Kepka going to play 36 and head home in the Wyndham Championship. Now, speaking of the Wyndham Championship, that's where we're going to go next. It's it's wild card weekend, Bob, (laughs) on the PGA Tour. This is it. This is your last chance to get to the top 125. Now, we should mention this. You're not going to lose your status this year in this condensed COVID schedule. Uh, you will uh, miss out on a huge amount of bonus money and an opportunity to get to East Lake, which comes with a whole bunch of big wins if you get to that final 30. Yeah. Um So you certainly want to get in the FedEx Cup playoffs. But you're not going to lose your status on the PGA Tour if you don't. This is your last chance to get in. There's only 36 holes left in the regular season. We will jump into the leaderboard. On the other side, we'll also take a look at Bubble Boys. One of them is quite funny. Shane Lowry, which we'll also get into a little later on in Winner's Where to What, our reigning Open champion. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day, more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them, and you'll see why. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Speaking of our friends at TaylorMade,
1: uh, yeah. coming this week, go to TaylorMadeGolf.ca. It could be as early as today, but I think it's this week. Um, they were able to do a nice little deal with the NBA. You know, you get those personalized golf balls. If you're an NBA fan, you get a Raptor. You can do Raptors, TP5, wow. Raptors, TP5. If you're not a Raptors, a Raptors fan, you're, you're a Celtics fan, whatever it is you're a fan of, you can get your team logo, et cetera. But that personalized golf ball division goes a lot deeper than that. They sent me those Z-Man uh, golf balls yeah. earlier with the sumo wrestler, right, 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 which right. I love. <laughs> Uh, and I actually spoke to Nick the other day. I said, Nick, can I get more of those sumo guys? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, just go here, check it out. So That's cool. Yeah, very cool. So anyway, check it out, taylormadegolf.ca. And uh, if you're an NBA fan, there you go. So, Love it. Uh, Wyndham, Wyndham Championship, uh, tee time's moved up. Yes. Uh, leaders will go off at 9 a.m. local, and that is the same uh, time zone uh, Wyndham Championship there in North Carolina, Greensboro to be exact. So leaders are going to go off early. And, Bob, our broadcast on TSN is going to go early.
2: 45 minutes after this show ends on TSN 1, you can pick up the uh, third-round coverage. So 10.45 on TSN 1 PGA Tour coverage.
1: Live. Awesome. Okay. Uh, big tie for the lead right now. Four-way tie. Tom Hoagie, Siwoo Kim, Taylor Gooch, Billy Horschel, Billy Hoho, Ten under par, the four of them. Um, it's an interesting year. We have seen huge names win the FedEx Cup in the past. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy.
2: Uh, Frantz Snedeker, Jim Furyk.
1: Et cetera. <laughs> but we've seen uh, times, uh, certain calendars, where we've almost seen burnout in the schedule. And guys that did nothing all year had a ton in the tank at the end of the year and then start to peak. Billy Horschel. Yeah. Uh, this is what this is kind of a strange year. You've got to assume the guys have a lot in the tank, and maybe players that have played well since the restart, guys that have played really well since the restart. So Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau. To me, those are the names that are probably the favorites right now for a FedEx Cup. Would you not agree?
2: I think so. It's it's uh, it's not hard to kind of look at the the top. Groups that have played really well since the the pause and we came back from the return, and that's the other thing. Don't forget, everybody had four months off. So even if you're playing five weeks in a row, like a Kepka or someone like that, you know I think there's probably still some reserves there for you. But I agree with that. I agree. That's that group that you just mentioned really is probably the, where you think the winner's going to come from.
1: And there seems to be a real divide between some guys like Webb Simpson have been able to achieve both where he was great before the covid break he's been great after the covid break Morikawa, that was great still great but to me generally speaking there seems to be a real divide between like look at rory mcelroy is a perfect example rory mcelroy was a guy who looks like a different human since we've been back mm. from this break and there's almost a haves and a have-nots of the before and the after Uh, And, like, you know, I could, like, Paul Casey, how good has he played since, you know, he hasn't won. Right. But seems to be there every week, right, playing again. So we'll see and see who can pick it up. You know, some of these guys got to get it going. Uh, Billy Horschel, one of the leaders, rounds of 66-64. Let's hear from Billy Horschel.
3: Uh, I know it's going to be a shootout. I know what the winning score is normally around here. I know it's going to be somewhere between 18 and 22 on the par. Uh, so I've just got to do a, a continued job of putting the ball in the fairway. Uh, if I can do that, then I can be aggressive to these pins and and give myself some putts uh, that I can make. And, and I'm rolling the ball really well.
1: And that's what the Windham's all about. Uh, it's an old-school golf course. You don't have to hit it far. Put it in the fairway. Give yourself good looks from the proper side of the hole. They have a one-shot lead over Harris English, Shane Lowry, Andrew Landry, Doc Redman, Harold Varner III, who opened up with a sizzling 62, Adam Long at 8-under. And Roger Sloan, he's at 8-under as well. Two back, Bob. He'll go off at 8 62-70. Um, interesting story on Shane Lowry we'll get to later on in Winner's Weird and What. Uh, but this is a really kind of jam-packed leaderboard with a variety of different guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at Roger. Roger Sloan had the most ridiculous putter going in the first round. In fact, he, he had six Point zero 0.01 or something like that strokes gained putting which was the second largest margin on the pga tour this year wow he was rolling them in from everywhere and uh and i like i like roger i think he's one of the most undersung unsung uh guys in canadian golf he basically got to the pga tour all on his own never got invited to be on the team canada or any of those kind of things any even team pcs or anything like that so He's he's done it on his own, and uh, and I hope he moves up a little bit. I hope he gets has a big finish. If not, if nothing for nothing else, and to get a good check.
1: Yeah, well, something else he's playing for as well. He's uh, projected to move up twenty seven spots right now. That would get him uh, to one fifty one on the FedEx Cup points list. You need to get to one twenty five. He's in a T ten. If he can get into a top five position, depending on what happens in front of him from a projected point standing, and a lot of this is who's doing what. There's a chance. It's not a great chance, but a top five gives him an outside shot at 125, Bob, which would be five Canadians in the FedEx Cup.
2: Yeah, it'd be pretty remarkable, wouldn't it? It would be very remarkable.
1: Now, a name that I'm sure is leaping out at everybody right now on this leaderboard who will start two shots back is Webb Simpson. Rounds of 66-66. Top five. He just fell out of the top five in the world again. Top ten player in the world. uh, Clearly had a shot to win the regular season. Uh, Wyndham Championship Wyndham Rewards going to go to Justin Thomas regardless of what Webb Simpson does. Justin Thomas is going to get the two million dollar Wyndham Rewards bonus, but Webb Simpson an amazing year continuing to play well here.
4: Good golf, couple bad decisions, uh, but you know one
3: drop shot at ten, and I didn't birdie five from the middle of the fairway, so I felt like I left a couple out there, but in good shape. You know I thought the leader would kind of get away with 12-13, and surprised
1: to see it's only at ten. See, I love the last comment there, Bob, because those guys—you know, those guys that shoot sixty-six, sixty-six—a Webb Simpson, a Patrick Reed, or a Paul Casey—who's one back of that at seven under—they're thinking, if you know, just don't get away from me, the lead. Right. Let's Keep that lead two, three shots. let no, hope nobody gets to thirteen, fourteen, and when it happens, they get that renewed energy.
2: Sure, that, sure. You know, and this is a this is a good good ballpark for Webb Simpson. Uh, he grew up in kind of this neighborhood, this neck of the woods. So I think it's, uh, it's he likes the old style Sedgewood, Sedgefield? Sedgefield Golf Course. He talked about that. I'd be really surprised if he's not around on Sunday at the final here.
1: Um, me, uh, I'm, I'm with you as well. Uh, the group at 7-under par is uh, fairly impressive as well. It's a huge group, but some notables in the 7-under par, Tommy Fleetwood, Sun J.M., Paul Casey, Kevin Kisner, Patrick Reed. Um, anyone can make a move from three back. That, that is certainly, again, to Webb Simpson's point, the lead did not get away from them. Let's hear from Patrick Reed.
3: Just didn't really do anything that great. Uh, hit it okay.
5: Missed a lot of putts. Missed them high and low. So uh, it was just kind of one of those days. Did a lot of burn edges rather than making putts. And, uh, you know, besides that, I mean, everything else just seemed normal. It didn't seem anything spectacular. But at the same time, you know, that very easily could have been a six, seven under par round and of only shot two.
1: Well, A lot of it depends, uh, you know, who's going to make the putts. There's going to be guys hitting. It's so funny. Last week we were talking about percentages. Remember driving, how t- golf courses, the numbers tell you so many different things. Right. Last week, if you were hitting 50% of your fairways, you were a great driver of the golf ball. Remember that? Exactly. You know, it says, and, and and if you were hitting 60, 70% of your greens, you're, you know, you're in the top end or near top end of greens and regulation. This week, you know, there's guys at 80, 85, 88% yeah. greens and regu- I mean, like, If you're not up in those 80s like that, or high 70s at least, you're you're
2: probably not going to get a chance to win. There were guys yesterday hitting like missing one fairway and one green. Yeah, um, yeah. It's
1: like following you around Weston. Yeah. Very similar. (laughs) Very similar, especially after the lesson. (laughs) Yeah. On the other side, big announcement came earlier this week. President's Cup coming back to Canadian soil, Royal Montreal, 2024. It's not a formal announcement yet that Mike Weir is the captain, Um, but that's where we believe this is going. Um, I'm hopeful that we'll have an assistant Captain Canadian, and i hopeful we'll have more people on the team. Uh, you had a chance to speak to Mike, we're gonna hear it on the other side. Um, what was just his, but just the, before we go to break, Bob, what was his initial energy like when you were talking to him? Was uh, I guess he knew this was coming, yeah. so they have time to prepare, but. But uh, still to
2: have it, uh, to have it um, made official. He talked about the, you know, there's a great energy now. It's, it's, it's out there. It's big. It's, it's kind of a chance for Canadians to show off and for Canadian golf to get, as we said before, you know, how great it's doing, how many players you could possibly have on this. So I think that he's, uh, he's proud, I think, would be a great emotion. Have you
1: ever be, uh, asked Mike, uh, and if I ever uh, talk to him in the near future, I'll try to remember this, where he puts career-wise beating Tiger in singles on Sunday on Canadian soil. Like, obviously, the Green Jackets won. Sure. But where would, where would that stand It'd you? It'd
2: be th- right up there, I think. I think the one thing that, you know, it's, it was a great moment. It was a, like, the crowd was re- remarkable. Of course, Mike always brings at the end when you talk about this is, you know, we didn't win the Cup. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Right. He was on one of the teams that tied. Uh, so he's come close to winning it, but that's the one thing that's escaped. But, sure, it's way, way up there,
1: obviously. I think for me, uh, like from a, uh, just a Canadian golf perspective of what I've been able to watch with my own eyes, it's got to be three or four. Sure. You know, it's a, a green jacket one, the probably Brooke winning on Canadian soil too, and then – I'm guessing we're against Woods on Sunday singles. I write in there, you know, I, I got to call Adams 59 in the desert, which is right. pretty cool because not many people get the break Stephen 60. Ames winning the players. Yeah, Stephen Ames. Stephen Ames so there's a few of them. But it's, I'm curious as to where. Maybe that'll be our Twitter poll question next week, Scully. We'll ask people where that ranks for them in Canadian golf yeah, moments. That'd be a good. good Twitter poll question. We'll get to our this week's Twitter poll question later on in the show. Okay, on the other side, we'll hear. From Mike Weir on the recent President's Cup announcement at Royal Montreal. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfFields.com, was brought to you by TaylorMade. Every day more golfers are playing the TP5 and TP5X golf balls. Join them and you'll see why. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by smartgolfdeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk
1: Canada. Big announcement earlier this week, the 2024 President's Cup returning to Canadian soil at Royal Montreal. And you can't officially say it, but that hasn't stopped me from saying it in the past, so I'm going to say it now. Here's Bob with our 2024 President's Cup captain, Mike Weir. (laughs)
2: Well, when we think of uh, President's Cup and we think of Canada, we think of Mike Weir, a five-time participant and multiple-time now uh, captain's assistant. Uh, how big is this news for you personally that the President's Cup is going to come back to Canada?
5: Uh, I mean, I'm a just proud Canadian, like every other golf fan that, that follows the game in Canada and and maybe some that, you know, remember 2007, you know, it was uh, such a great venue and, um, you know, the crowd support for not only myself, but our international team. And I think the way the golf course held up for the guys, it's, um, you know, super proud that it's coming back just shows that uh, it was a great event in 2007 and they wanted to bring it back. When when
2: you try to describe this event to someone who's never been there, um, it's it's pretty hard to sort of put it into context how big it is, isn't it?
5: yeah it is it's um you know each match has its own uh its own energy uh some matches like my match against tiger on sunday felt like more like a hockey game than it did uh you know a golf tournament. uh the way the crowd was reacting uh the grandstands the um it just it feels like a major championship but there's only 24 guys so it's you know it's a, it's more intimate where the you know fans can maybe get a little bit uh closer to the action it seems like um but uh, the the energy is is like a major championship. The pressure you can just you can just sense it um, from the get go, from from day one.
2: You you've played in uh, so many of these, and um, I know that you, you ended up with that great tie and that dramatic finish in uh, in South Africa. But how how important is it now for the international side to put up a fight like they did in Royal Melbourne to come out and and show that this is not just a, kind of a cakewalk and it's not just the poor stepsister of the uh, of the Ryder Cup.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's really shown in, in uh, the last, you know, obviously in, in New York didn't didn't turn out very well, but the one in Korea and, and obviously in Australia last year were very, very close right down to the you know last few cuts. So that's how close we were to winning, but it is important that we uh, knock one off here soon and get a win. Uh, um, and I think the guys really realize that they're motivated to do it without putting too much pressure on you You know, it's in the back of all of our minds that you know, we want to win and, um, Motivated to win, and Ernie was super motivated to win. He was uh, gutted, as they say, that that we didn't win. He was really disappointed, and um, just shows the passion that all the guys, you know, older guys that have been part of it. We we want it for all of us. I mean, we had Craig Perry down there, and Ian Baker Finch, guys, that, Australian guys that were that played on the team. Craig Turner from New Zealand showed up in the room. Um, we had a bunch of guys there, and just shows the the lineage and the guys from the past that we're all part of this together and we all want to win
2: is it is it difficult because europe has a bond they're they're europe americans have a bond obviously it's a country and and the international team is kind of every everywhere else in the world different languages different cultures different backgrounds
5: sure yeah that's a big part of it that has been a big part of it and i think we really kind of bridged that a little bit the last time ernie helped bridge that in australia and we felt I really felt like we felt more of a team and that we were playing for something bigger than just each of our individual countries, which is still important, you know, for each individual countries and play well and represent ourselves. But uh, we, we were more playing for the whole and the whole group and felt like it was coming together a lot better. Uh,
2: you guy, the only Canadian guy who knows what it's like to play in Canada in front of the fans. Assuming that we get one, two, three, however many Canadians you get on in 2024, what, what would you tell them? To, to be prepared for?
5: <laughs> you know, I think uh, the biggest thing would be, you know, the, the oh, that's a tough one. I think probably just your own, ex- you know, you have your own expectations of how you want to play. You already know you want to play well in front of the fans and, and to, to kind of get in your own bubble as best you can because uh, the crowds are going to be loud, they're going to be pulling for you, and to use it. You know, I think that was something I I did once I found out I was playing Tiger on Sunday because I played, I played very well earlier in the week, you know, and teamed up with Ernie and a couple of guys and won some matches and gained some confidence that I was playing well. Uh, and then when you're playing Tiger, you know, it's a whole different ballgame. So for me, it was about uh, you trying to get my mind right and use the crowd's energy in the right way, and that's what I'd probably have some chats with them about if I was if I was on the team and and with them and be able to share some of those things with them, and that that would probably be the biggest thing.
2: Uh three one and one in that Ryder Cup at Royal Montreal. Do you remember what Tiger said to you when you uh whipped him on the eighteenth green there? And then we shaking
5: hands. <laughs> <I> can't say. <laughs> it was uh no, he said he goes I'm happy for you. He was great playing and uh and then after, you know, typical Tiger, there was there were some fun things said <laughs> and uh how he was gonna get back at me and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it was, uh we've always had great banner back and forth like that
2: uh 13 9 and 2 record in the in the president's cup overall where where in the scheme of things does this fit for you in your career when you list highlights is this among them
5: but the any of the president's cup like being just, on a president's just, cup yeah, just your total total experience with it yeah it's it's very high on the uh on my list of of things that you know I'm proud of in my career that uh you know I said many times you know we Growing up playing team sports, hockey and baseball and all the sports I played as a kid, you know, and finally when I got on the tour and, hey, there was this, you know, we watched the Ryder Cup all these years and now there's finally something for us internationals to play in. It became a real focal point in my career to try to make those teams every two years and it was really high. I did, I'm not a big goal setter as far as saying, hey, I want to try to win a major and, and win tournaments on tour, but the President's Cup was always something like I got to find my way in that top 10, 12 guys find my way in there somehow uh, for the next time around that's that was always my focus
2: can't let you go without asking this question that i know you won't answer anyway but i'll ask it (laughs) well do you think you will you might have a chance of being named the captain of the team in
5: 2024 well i hope i have a chance i mean I, i i think i have a chance um you know it'd be a huge honor bob if i if i did get the nod there no no doubt about it you know as i said it's been a huge part of my career and um you know i'd love to be continue to be part of it and, and that'd be uh, uh something i'd really be motivated for i'd be very focused on if i did get the nod so um we, we got a couple of years i think until that that decision's made but um now with being pushed back another year but um yeah it would be a huge honor
2: i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna go way out in the limb and put some money on the fact that you might be the captain but we'll uh, we'll save that for another
5: day <laughs> uh
2: good luck uh this week at the uh senior senior players champ senior players yep Good luck, and uh, and we'll see you down the road, and uh, we'll see you, obviously before twenty twenty four. But I'm I'm sure you're looking forward to it already.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks,
2: see.
1: Well, here he is, the captain, Bob, <laughs> captain. the 2024 captain, the twenty twenty four President's Cup Canada thirteen nine and two five Presidents Cups as five a player. Cups. You know there wouldn't be many guys. He'd be in a very 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 small group of people that have played that many Presidents Cups. And the international team and has a winning record.
2: Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean,
1: most of those records would look horrific, he,
2: not Mike's. He was a bulldog in that match. I can remember the first time it was at uh, Robert Trent Jones, we were there, and uh, Gary Player sat him for one of the, I think it was the first time he'd missed sit, a, a session. Sit down. He was livid. I'll never forget him coming weird. over to us and just going, I can't believe it. He, oh, he was very. That's, yeah. right? that's, that's what you want, though, right? That's what you want. That's what you want from a guy. Well,
1: you know, that's probably because Mike didn't do as many sit-ups
0: as Gary yeah. wanted <laughs> that
1: right. morning. You're going to sit. I, you know, you shortchanged me hundred sit-ups, Mike. <laughs> that's it. On the other side, we're going to give away a brand new set, a tailor-made P770s. We'll also get to our Twitter poll question from the week. Where are you putting Colin Morikawa now in terms of favorites at the U.S. Open? We'll jump into it next. This is Golf
0: Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Don't forget our friends at SmartGolfDeals.com
1: are giving away $500 in cash for any... Yes, cash. I like cash. Just go to SmartGolfDeals.com. It's free. Uh, free to sign up. They've got some tremendous deals on golf in the country. Um, and uh, so why not uh, buy golf a little smarter and have a chance to win $500? All you do is sign up for free, refer a friend, you have a chance to win. That contest goes for another week at smartgolfdeals.com. All right, about a month ago, I told you that the new product coming from TaylorMade was going to be, Canadians would love it. I, was, I couldn't say any more because I knew That this wonderful lineup of players' irons, especially those MB blades and MCs, uh, muscle cut forged irons, were coming left-handed, Bob. As you know, these are hard times, hard clubs to get on occasion left-handed.
2: Yes, they are, and uh, they are sweet-looking clubs. All three, plus the 770s, they all look really, really nice, and the stories behind them all um, are really interesting. I like listening. I like reading what what they're made of, how they're made, what they're where they're intended to fall kind of in the line. They've now got kind of soup to nuts for everybody. There's no there's no iron. There's no golfer around that they don't have an iron.
1: This is true. And and the way they've done it and the story of these irons, even if we go to 790, which would be the sibling to the 770 now that the 77 770 is like a sleek down version, thinner top line version of the 790, but it's it's a foam filled yeah. Uh, golf club, whereas when you get to the MC, it's a forged muscle cut, and then the MD, a straight forged blade. But the reason they went with this progression is that with their players on tour, Nick Taylor being one of them, a lot of these guys like to blend their irons. A lot of these guys will have, you know, uh, a 790 driving iron and some type of muscle cut 3 and 4 iron or even the 5 iron, and then they get to 6 and they get to pure blade, et cetera. All these sets allow that progression, right. if that's what you'd like to do. This week, we're giving away a brand new set of P770s. I don't even think you can buy these yet. I, I don't. I know they're available for order.
2: I think in September. September yeah. 4th is the day. Is the day. You
1: the can, okay. So we're giving them away before you can buy them. And all you had to do was follow us on social media, at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada on Instagram, you do both. You got twice a chance to win at Golf Talk Canada. Our winner is Rodney Rose from Kitchener-Waterloo. Rodney Rose, congratulations. You grabbed the P770s. I got our winner sent to me here, Bob, and I love the Twitter uh, uh, profile. You know, you usually put what you do, yeah. this or what you're into. Right. And Rodney says, I just drive around Kitchener all day.
2: <laughs> I wonder if he ever runs into our... Uh... Big producer James Riddle. Yes, I mean, Jamie's out That, that is way. Jamie country. Watch out, Jamie! If you're going, watch Jamie out. Jamie might be
1: listening or watching this morning. I, I think he's up at the cottage still, enjoying he's some back. cottage. He's oh, back. is he back? Home, oh, yeah. Okay. He's I was been watching me him throughout the show. Oh, here. was he? Hi, <laughs> Jamie. How are you? Um, anyway, congratulations, Sir Rodney. Well done. That's a great prize. Our Twitter poll question this week, Bob was after Colin Muraka was driving display, he did a lot of things well. Well, the strokes game putting at plus eight was ridiculous. Crazy. Okay? Eight strokes better than the field uh, for four days is, with just one stick, uh, club is ridiculous. But his driving display was also exceptional. And considering winged foot, what we know about it, what it's been like in the past for U.S. Opens, how important it is to, find the fairway there. You know, Phil Mickelson lost the U.S. Open because he couldn't find the fairway on the 72nd right. hole back in 06. Considering the type of golf, the way Morikawa won the PGA, where does it put you? Where do you put him now in the ladder? So before I get, I'll let you what, uh, tell you what our audience said. Okay. If I were to give you, you give me four names right right now, there's no more golf played between now and September. There's no playoffs. Who's your top four right now? Not not in a particular order. Who's your top four for the U.S. Open?
2: Webb Simpson. Yeah, is going to be one. Justin Thomas yep. is going to be two. Um. Yeah. After that, I'm not sure where I'm going to go. So Probably I've got DJ maybe. Okay. So I've got
1: Morikawa. I've got Tom, I got uh, Webb Simpson. Morikawa. Justin Thomas. And I've and I've got a fourth spot open right now that I don't know. So I've got him there. Yeah. And I've got him there not so much, oh, it's so easy to win back-to-back majors. That's not, you know, that's ridiculous. I got him there because he's captain consistency. He's only missed one cut his entire career. He always plays well enough to have a name on the board, so why not have him, right? He
2: played, he played his first U.S. Open last year, tied for 35th, and... That was his only major until the that's PGA. Right. And it's it's amazing to think of what he's done since that time last right. year, right? right? First tournament was the week before that. First tournament as a pro was the RBC Canadian Open. right. And move through there. And he, I think in that one year or one year plus, whatever it is, depending on how you want to schedule the pandemic pause there, he has grown so much and and carried this game with him. So if he can, to me, for him, it's going to come down to the putter because he has terrible putting weeks. We yes. know that. And he, and he still has, makes the cut. And he has great putting which You're right. Yeah, still
1: makes the cut. 29 starts, off the top of my head, don't have in front of That's me. That's right. 29 starts as a professional. Three victories, one major, one miscut. cut.
2: He's got as many miscuts cuts as majors. It's amazing.
1: amazing. Unbelievable. Well, our Twitter audience suggests 70% of them. Have him in the top three. Have him as a top three favorite now. Wow. Now, we do live in an era and a world where the last thing you saw is often the greatest thing That's you've right. ever seen. So we'll see how things shake out through the playoffs and where we feel about him when the playoffs are behind us.
2: Let me right. ask you a question. Where are you gonna put Brooks Kepka right now? <laughs> That's a hard one, isn't it? It's
1: a hard one because you know, it's so interesting. We came out of Memphis thinking he might be a little closer to where he actually was. And and I mentioned this on our TV uh, preview show for the PGA Championship. I said we need to be careful that what we saw with Kepka in Memphis was simply not just a horses-for-courses four days. Because there are guys. Phil Mickelson can be like this at Augusta, where he is lost in the wilderness. Like, Phil Mickelson is in witness protection. We drive down Magnolia Lane— and all of a sudden, yeah. he's a guy that can win a golf tournament, But right? how, does
2: a guy, how does a guy who's injured win a WGC event? That's one. Of the he, he almost did. And play three great rounds at the PGA. I he know. was in the hunt. It he just, almost it's did. It's just like I can't figure well, him out. Well,
1: maybe he's like to a certain degree, maybe Kepka's doing his best Tiger Woods impression read, right now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Kepka's showing us that I'm good enough to win at 70% healthy or 80% healthy. I'm good enough to compete anyway. He hasn't done it to win yet. We saw Tiger Woods win a a U.S. Open on a broken leg. Right. So, which, just even saying that is ridiculous. I know. Okay? He could barely walk. Now, Kepka hasn't proven he can win, but he's proven maybe, uh, you know, for four days at the WGC and certainly for three days at the PGA that that he can compete if, and I wish we knew more. Right. You know, because we're speculating. We know something's not right. We know he's not feeling 100%. It's like, what's a football term? Scully can help me out with this an hour, too, because Scully's going to jump in and do uh, start him, sit him with us, winner's weird and what. Well, what they say in NFL football is there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured, right? Yeah. There's a right. huge difference. Sure. So is Kepka playing hurt or is he playing injured? Because Tiger won a U.S. Open injured. Now he's playing hurt. I think Tiger will play the rest of his career hurt.
2: Remind me to tell you – I know we don't have time right now. Remind me to tell you the story of David Berganio, Jr., David Burke, oh, Speaking of injured and speaking of medical extensions, okay. remind me to tell you that.
1: Okay, On air, you want to store a story on air, correct?
2: I'm going to tell you this on air. Okay.
1: Yeah, All right. This. So we'll have to find some time for this at yeah, some point. We'll sneak now, it in.
2: Now the hook's out there. We have to figure this out. Maybe we can get it
1: in at the end of the show today. We'll rip through leaderboard updates.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Hour two is going to be a busy one. Off the top in hour two, um, Evan Holmes is going to join us, which is such a cool story. Works at Shaughnessy Golf Club, one of the best uh, golf clubs in the country, of course, has hosted Canadian Opens. Uh, he won the Canada Life Series, got off to a hot start last week and rode it through some tough, windy conditions last week at Bear Mountain. He's going to join us uh, coming up at the top of the hour, uh, first uh, inaugural winner. We're going to do Stardom Situm for our fantasy players, uh, Bob, Adam, and I who we like moving forward the rest of the weekend, and who we like moving backwards. And, you know, it's so interesting. Some tournaments you have a real f- feel for, or you understand the analytics, and you can apply math to what's going to happen, or you just got gut feelings that line up. I From from the beginning of this tournament, last week, I, I mean, I felt like I could have scripted the PGA last week. This week, I mean, when we went into this, I'm going, Windham, I'm going. I mean, wide open. I had no clue. And and you look at the numbers and almost all the numbers apply because it's a short golf course. Everybody's going to hit a lot of greens. Everybody's going to have a chance to play well because it's an old school golf course. It's very fair for everybody. Very hard to break these type of tournaments down. How do you feel about that? I find that, Bob, where the harder the golf course and the more specific the ask of the golf course it's easier to find the cream of the sure. crop and who. Sure. When it gets like this, it is so difficult.
2: It's uh, it's why you know why I like when they go to the new courses like last week at Harding Park, places like that where you don't you're not really 100 percent sure and you can almost say well I think it's going to be this or I think it's going to be this and you can look at one aspect and then get surprised at the end. Right, right. And to me on television, TPC Harding Park didn't look like a very attractive golf course. It was. Look, kind of bland, but the guys I talked to were just raved about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: they loved it. I had a chance to play it a couple years ago and absolutely loved it. I really did. We played it uh, uh, right with Olympic Club next door two days, and it, it, I, I was very impressed. You know, clubhouse and whatnot, you know, it's right. a municipal golf course, sure. whatever, right? Uh, but uh, T degree, Green, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do Stardom, them, em. We'll do winners, winner and what. Leaderboard updates. Lots to get to in hour two. Evan Holmes kicking it off. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by PlayGolf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour One of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by smartgolfdeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hour 2, Coast
1: to Coast TSN Radio Network, broadcasting on TSN2 Television this morning, of course, the tee times, as we refer to at uh, the Wyndham Championship, have been moved up uh, 9 a.m. The leaders go off Eastern, so that is uh, 9 a.m. local time for us as well. TSN uh, 1 has the broadcast. It's been moved up to 10.45 a.m. this morning to accommodate those early tee times. So if you want to watch the golf live, TSN 1 this morning, 10.45. That's 45 minutes after the conclusion of GTC. Adam Scully going to jump in an hour or two for Stardom Cinem. Winter's weird and what will give litterboard updates from around the world of golf. But joining us now, the inaugural winner. That's cool. Cool to to always be the inaugural anything. First. The first winner ever at the Canada Life Series. uh, One of four Canada Life Series events coming this year in Canada. The uh, first two at Bear Mountain. The next two at TPC Toronto. uh, Just up the street here in Ontario. Uh, Canada Life Series won last week by Evan Holmes. Evan, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Congratulations on on a really great victory.
3: Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on today.
1: So, Evan, hot start, 63, came out of the gates, uh, I guess just smoking, uh, low round of the day on uh, opening round. And then I'm guessing from what I've read and from what I've witnessed, conditions got a lot tougher the rest of the way.
3: Yeah, the uh, the first day was definitely the easiest out of them. Uh, I would say the second and third rounds on that back nine at least. It felt like the wind was blowing three different directions every time you hit a golf shot. So it was uh, very tough to commit to a club out there. And uh, yeah, definitely a grind.
2: So this series, is it was sort of created out of the ashes of Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. To give mm-hmm. guys like you a, a chance to get some competitive rounds under your belt, how important is it For someone like you to have a place like this to play
3: oh it's really important i mean up until probably about a month ago i hadn't played a competitive tournament in about five or six months so um canada life really stepped up for all of us in canada here that didn't really have a place to play and uh yeah it means a lot to the guys uh playing these four events for sure
1: previous to canada life series uh, you know you've had a couple starts on Mackenzie tour uh, what yeah. was the plan for this year prior to COVID when the world looked like a much normal pl- uh, place? What was your plan for 2020?
3: Um, well, I had a I had a card on a smaller tour in Europe, so I was either going to go to Mackenzie Tour uh, Q School and get a card there or go over to Europe for the summer. But, uh, yeah, that didn't really work out with COVID. So, uh, yeah, I'm just here now in Vancouver hanging out pretty much and playing the Canada Life Series.
2: Um, And, and what... Give us an impression of, compared to other tours that you've played on, this is obviously a different atmosphere, a different environment. Um, COVID has, has changed everything. But give us an idea of how the tour operated, not so much the shots you're hitting, but but how things operated uh, during this special time.
3: Um, everyone, the the volunteers, the staff, they were all really good about it. Um, I think it was social distancing and making sure everybody was wearing masks. I feel like all the players and all the staff felt... Uh, pretty safe out there, and I think they took all the necessary measures to be able to kind of run a tournament like this. I know it's hard, even without the uh, COVID logistics, to run something like this, but uh, I think everybody did a great job.
1: We're with Evan Holmes, who won the inaugural Canada Life Series event at Bear Mountain last week. Evan, you're in the field again this week for the second event. How mm-hmm. hard is it to, to reset that quickly and, and, and go back to, you know, the same venue? And you not try to go through the motions or mimic what you did on the opening round the first time around because I you know I've always, always talked to uh, a lot of PGA Tour professionals they go low one day and they feel like oh well, the next day you kind of have to leave that behind you can't try to do the same thing as you did uh, Friday that you did on a Thursday uh, this is a similar a similar challenge only to a different degree this is another tournament where you just won going right back a few days later.
3: Yeah, I was definitely thinking about, about that in the second round, for sure. Just kind of keeping mental tabs of where I was around before. But uh I think you just kind of have to play your game, try and go one shot at a time. It is a new tournament. It's a new golf course. Kind of have to prepare differently. There's a few different – uh there's definitely some differences between the mountain course and the valley course there. Um So, yeah, it's going to be going out there for a practice round on Sunday and hopefully get a few good notes and try and do the same stuff. So
2: two good courses though for sure uh now one of the big prizes at the end of this road because you got two tournaments in toronto as well as mark was mentioning or just up the road from toronto is a spot in next year's rbc canadian open how much have you been thinking about that
3: uh yeah i definitely been thinking about that the last couple days after uh after getting this first win now that it's definitely a possibility um a couple of my buddies uh jared playing it a few times and he just says it's such a cool atmosphere so uh yeah, it's uh, it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to if I can keep uh, keep some good play going here.
1: Now, Evan, before we let you go, first of all, thank you so much for getting up this morning, six a.m. I know your time, but uh, yeah. word on the street is after your big win, the next day you showed up at Sha- Shaughnessy for a six a.m. shift. Is this true? Or like, <laughs> I thought you know for sure you like light the town up maybe that night and uh, have to call in sick the next morning.
3: No, I wish. Yeah. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually on shift right now too, so I got to get back to work again, but uh, hey, is before yeah. we let before we let you go Evan,
2: is it how's uh, everyone accepted the fact that you're going to have to wait another year now for the uh for the uh the Women's Open?
3: Um they're uh, they're all pretty understanding about it. They know uh they know the situation about it, but uh yeah, they were all really looking forward to the Canadian Open this year. They were the courses probably the best shape I've ever seen it all year and that was before they were kind of doing open prep for it so uh yeah they're just they're excited for next year so
1: Evan congratulations well done uh and play well this week go get them again and uh, we'll be watching and following you guys and uh, hopefully uh, you keep her moving it was a great performance well done in some tough conditions thanks for taking the time this morning
3: thanks very much guys thanks for having me on
1: Evan Holmes, he is your winner, Bob Canada Life Series, the inaugural winner of the first event. Of course, they will go again at Bear Mountain, the other golf course uh, I've never played either one of them
2: both, both. Yeah, I, I've heard... I like the I actually like the valley course better than the lower one okay. Which is the
1: course that has that famous
2: par 3? That's the mountain course. That's the mountain, okay. that's a, uh, it's a very dramatic golf course, and it's got huge elevation changes. They're both really good. They have
1: a wonderful resort there as well, right?
2: Beautiful. It's it's a great place, man. I tell you, I went up there. Roger Sloan has got a, a deal with them. Okay. So I went out to do a little piece on Roger, and then we ended up going on, well, he ended up dragging me around on this, like, mountain trail run. Thing where I uh, I think I just about threw up on a skin about every knee and elbow that I had as I tried to navigate these crevices. But it's a beautiful place. The uh, mountain Canadian mountain biking team is there. Really, um, Golf Canada has a training facility right. there. It's a it's a really nice spot. I keep
1: threatening this, and one of these days, in a, <laughs> a non COVID environment, and maybe in and one of these days where I don't know, we're not traveling every other week when it's non COVID. I, I keep threatening that we need to do. A golf talk Canada cross country.
2: Yeah. Where we, you know,
1: let's go to Bear Mountain, do the show, go somewhere in, you know, in Alberta, blah, 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 right across. We get finishing Cabot, and by the end of it, we'll all be 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Eating our way coast to coast <laughs> and doing golf talk, and of course, four uh, Mackenzie Tour Canada Life Series, uh, Canada Life Series events. So three left to go, and the two of them uh, will be here at TPC Toronto. On the other side, we will get back. To the Wyndham Championship, for you fantasy players out there, for those of you thinking, who's got a chance? Who's going to put positive yardage Mm. on the board? Who's going to go in the other direction? We'll do stardom, sit them, Adam Scully jumping in on the other side.
0: This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf
1: Talk Canada. Wildcard weekend, the Wyndham Championship, your last chance to get to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Pay, pay, play, play for a large bucket of cash coming <laughs> up next week at the Northern Trust. I'll be at the Northern Trust efforting
2: Buffering, very
1: nice for, for PGA Tour radio. Uh, have no idea who I'm following yet. We won't know until next week. On the Wednesday, we get our assignments on Wednesday night. But uh, star-studded field next week, so
2: yeah, it's not going to be any bad groups.
1: No, they'll have us running, probably running around all over the place, covering multiple people to make sure you've got all the big names covered. And then not just big names covered, but if somebody who maybe isn't the biggest name in the world is, you know, going to shoot eight under par, someone's got to be with that gentleman yeah. as well. So. It gets fun. I love the kickoff to the playoffs. I'm off so it's Boston this year. So, you know, remember was it last year? Yes. Last year was the first year we went to the three playoff right. event system uh from four. So when they went to the three playoff event system, for our listeners or viewers this morning that are wondering why we're not in New York to kick off the playoffs next week. New York and Boston area will now rotate. The opening event of the FedEx Cup, the Northern Trust, so that the TPC Boston and that community stays in the playoff loop. Um, I love it when it's at Liberty
2: National. Yeah, Liberty National is a pretty special spot. Yeah,
1: to be at the foot of the Statue of Liberty, it's very grand, of course, President's Cup venue, et cetera. Uh, But TPC Boston, very popular golf course among the players.
2: It's a nice golf course. The guys, I mean, the guys love uh, this time of year, right? Because it's. It's cha-ching time.
1: (laughs) And they are making the big push. Some of them need to get moving to get there. They're on the outside of that 125 trying to get in. Leaderboard, uh, Rob Oppenheim has 10 under par. Webb Simpson now has gotten it to 10 under par. He has gone deep early, 200 through three holes. Billy Horschel even threw one at 10. Shane Lowry has birdied his first hole to get to 10 under par. Hoagie at 10 under has yet to tee off. Siwoo Kim, 10 under. Taylor Gooch, 10 under. Uh, just a log jam, and it continues from there. Bringing in now Master Producer Adam Scully. Scully, before we get to Stardom, sit I want to talk to you about your uh, Golf Canada Index, your factor, <laughs> which you sent to me last night on the way home. I was coming home from TPC. Uh, Toronto, uh, and you have come down. Was it four? Is it where did you start the season at four point five, and you're like a point four now? Give, give me the give me the data. Give me the numbers here.
4: Well, gentlemen, first of all, good to be here. I started the year at a five point one when the golf season opened up here in the Toronto area around the May long weekend. It was a five point one. I finished my round yesterday, put in my score in the Golf Canada app, which was updated this week. I'm now a zero point four. So, wow. Mark, I know you're like a plus three so you're still giving me a couple shots, which I'm still very excited about and the next time team recoil, Nick Ober and I from Taylor May take on you two lefties we're taking you down uh, oh.
2: next time you play against team uh, team us here <laughs> team us that's what i'm calling so you're giving me a lot more shots than uh, you gave me last time i can ah, do that i can you're do that a lot Absolutely. more shots <laughs> wow. my index has gone the other way Uh-oh. that is unbelievable scully that's a great that's, that's come great oh,
1: that's four and a half points more than four and a half 4.7 to be exact close closer to five full points in a factor in one spring i know you've been playing a lot of golf i know you've been working hard well done okay thank you now speaking of working hard and well done who are you starting why? Who's moving up this leaderboard? Not necessarily your winner for the weekend, but who's got at least positive yardage? Who's who's making your belly warm and fuzzy?
4: Well, I'm not sure if he's making my belly warm and fuzzy, but uh, I'm starting Patrick Reed Ooh. this weekend. Uh, you know, Patrick Reed's had some you know issues off the golf course. Maybe he's not everyone's favorite, but I think he's going to go on a run this weekend. 65, 68. He's one under through three holes thus far during Saturday's third round. Consistent stats across the board this week uh, so far at the Wyndham Championship for 17th in strokes gained total, 5th in strokes gained off the tee, and he's won here before. He won his first PGA Tour event way back in 2013, beating Jordan Spieth in a playoff. And if he is a few shots back heading into Sunday's final round, he's 9th on the Tour in final round scoring, averaging about 68 shots in all of his final rounds. I am starting Patrick Reed. Bob, who are you starting?
2: Uh, I'm going to start Billy Ho, Billy Horsell, and uh, I liked some of his stats yesterday, but the biggest one that stood out was the one at the bottom. Strokes game total, the compendium of all the strokes game categories, he's T1, Ooh. so that means you got a pretty well-rounded game. Yesterday, he only missed one fairway and two greens. His last four starts, if you throw out, to throw out the PGA last week where he was tied for 43rd, he went, he's gone tied 7th, tied 13th, tied 25th, so... Uh, He's a consistent guy, and I like that in him. And he's also got our buddy Scott Vail as his caddy. So I think that's going to go a long way.
1: Trending in a nice direction. And, Bob, I'm going to basically follow the same math as you're following because I'm starting Taylor Gooch uh, this morning. And I just think, I'm not necessarily thinking he might, you know, he's got certainly a chance to win, but I certainly think he's just going to have a solid weekend. And the reason he's going to have a solid weekend is he's following the same math program as Billy Horschel. (laughs) T1. In-strokes game total. Hey, well, there, <laughs> there you go. He's just doing everything very well, hitting a lot of greens, a lot of fairways, and that's really the name of the game around this guy. You're not going to overpower Sedgefield. It's, it's, just, it's not a bomber's paradise. you got to plot away. You need to plug away. So a, a plotting uh, style of golf will do quite well. He's 13 in-strokes game putting, so it's not that he's uh, putting poorly, uh, very steady there, but uh, driving accuracy, roughly uh, 82.76% combined right now. They've already started round three, so he's getting 100% in round three for one for one, so excuse the number a bit, but a lot of fairways, a lot of greens, uh, close to 80% in his greens and regulation as well. Uh, 81.08% to be exact, so I just like the way he's plodding along. Nothing too hot and nothing too low either. 65- 65. So it's just like another day at the office right now for Taylor Gooch, (laughs) and I like that mentality
4: around this golf course. Scully, who are you sitting? All right, gents, on the sit side of things, I'm going Tommy Fleetwood. Rounds of 69-64. He began uh, today's third round, three shots off the lead. He's still looking for that first PGA Tour victory. And yes, I know he has five European Tour victories, but yet to break out uh, on the PGA Tour. He's relied on a put- a hot putter all week. He's gained nearly five shots on the field on the greens alone. I don't really see that continuing for the final two rounds. Uh, Ball striking-wise, 53rd in strokes gained off the tee, 72nd in approach to green, 66th in tee to green. He is riding a hot putter right now. So far in today's third round, he's one under through five holes, two shots off the lead. I just don't see Tommy Fleetwood breaking out this weekend at the Wyndham Championship. I am sitting Tommy Fleetwood. Bob, who are you sitting?
2: Uh, I'm going to sit Doc Redmond. This is uh, at the time of the... um of the u.s amateur of course mm-hmm. he was the 2017 u.s amateur champion and he has started off pretty well but if you look at his record over the last uh few weeks only three of his last 12 rounds have been in the 60s He is also 92nd in third round scoring so i'm a little nervous about uh moving him up a a notch into the uh uh top categories here so i'm yeah. i'm just
1: You're thinking not... he might head the other way
2: well i'm not comfortable that he's going to actually put it Keep this this nice little run that he's got going here the first through the first two rounds together.
1: Some smoking mirrors, maybe. Oh, <laughs> yes. This.
2: yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: All right, I, I'm going to sit Harris English, guys, who's actually played very well since the restart. In fact, four or five weeks into the restart, if you had asked the question, who's leading the PGA Tour in total birdies made, the answer would have been Harris English, which would have knocked a bunch of people on on off their feet because the natural answer would have been, well, Shambo has made a ton of birdies. Yeah. No, it was Harris English four or five weeks into the restart. Uh, But I think momentum is a real thing in all sports, including golf. And he stumbled uh, on the back nine yesterday. He stumbled coming in. Double bogey on 14 for Harris English. Um, Hasn't made a thing with his putter. He's nine under par. And I don't mind sometimes picking a player or suggesting a player who hasn't putted well. Is, is not a guy you should pick because sometimes I'll often look like a guy, at a guy like that and go, well, if he starts making anything at all, look out. But you need to have the ball striking numbers to kind of go with that. Like if sure. a guy's like hitting it great and not making anything, if he finds his putter, look out. Problem is... Harris ain't hitting it great either. So, <laughs> <laughs> bad combo. It's a bad combo. He's only hitting. He hit sixty four percent of his fairways yesterday on a golf course where you need to hit a lot of fairways. He only hit thirteen greens yesterday. On day one, he hit seventeen greens. and went out to hit thirteen yesterday. So that again, momentum's a real thing. Struggling on the back nine, it was leaking oil. So can you turn around the next day and all of a sudden stop? You know, stop the dam from leaking. I don't know. I'm going to sit Harris English. Regardless, guys, Mm -hmm. it is a jam-packed leaderboard. One, two, three, four, five, six. We got eight. We got, what, seven? Seven players right now tied at 10 under par. Ten, for more, the
2: ten more a shot back, including yeah. Roger Sloan. Sloan.
1: Ten more a shot back. and Okay, what about the tournament within the tournament? We, would, uh, we, we need to take a look here at you know who's potentially going to make a move. Shane Lowry, which we'll get to in Winner's Weird and What, making a monster move. The Open champion trying to get himself in the playoffs, now projecting himself in the playoffs. Roger Sloan trying to move up the leaderboard, grab himself a playoff spot as well. Um, Sam Burns moving up 19 spots right now, projecting at 116. What about the move, guys, by Siwoo Kim?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. saw that.
1: 88 spots right now, projecting to 121. Now, here's a funny thing about the Siwoo Kim projection. He's in that tie right now at 10 under par. So they're projecting him at, you know, at, currently at first place. If he falls from one to two, that might be enough to knock him out of the play. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Right? Are we going to get Steve Sands then on Sunday? On the whiteboard? I think they've <laughs> done away with that. Is now. that gone? Yeah, I
2: think they've got, you know, they've got it all uh, digitized. So I spend more time looking at the top right-hand corner this week than I do with uh, the little numbers <laughs> going back and forth, the green and the red, and popping I, in there.
1: I'm just looking quickly here down the leaderboard to see if there's any other things uh, like that. The current bubble boy... Uh, Fabian Gomez mm-hmm. is your current bubble boy at 125. He is the man on the outside looking in. I'm looking at some players just on the outside. Rafa cabrera Bayo right now mm-hmm. is at 128, but he is playing and playing well.
4: How about uh, Sergio Garcia and, and Zach Johnson? A couple of guys who are also on the outside looking in right now
1: and more than likely guys that are going to go home big names
2: right there's a bunch of them charles Schwartzel, 127 nick watney 132 jim Furick, 180 johnny vegas 138 these guys wow. those guys all missed the cut wow
1: all missed a cut and a guy like charles Schwartzel, who had a chance to win at the 3m uh you know he's looked good uh in this restart you know he obviously found something recently uh not going to happen Nope. Not gonna happen.
4: And, and and Charles Schwartz will also ditch the brim hat that he's he's been wearing. Yeah, that's a so, good thing. So Mark, he... I always know the first good decision on the golf course starts <laughs> in the closet. Yeah. Thoughts on that hat?
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the hat. Not, so not. Much. Yeah. How,
2: about, how about the mid mid round change of Joel Damon last week? <laughs> he had the uh, the bucket hat, and right. all of a sudden he's wearing like a cap.
1: I can't get used to him in the cap. No. I when I see Joel Damon, I don't see the bucket cap. I have no idea but who he it did is. Mid round. Yeah. I
2: couldn't figure out what happened.
1: Well, you away? know, I I don't know about you guys, but I am ripping through golf caps because it's so hot
2: this summer. I've mm. gone. I have gone to the bucket cap. Have you I, gone to the wow, bucket? I have gone to I the bucket. I have not
1: seen Bob in the bucket. We no. got, i got to oh see this. Oh, my God. <laughs> is, he, is he pulling it off? Are you pulling it off,
2: Bob? Well, it's just I just want my ears covered. Well, that's, that's
1: good. Fair. It's, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Adam, we got to maybe try something. Real Okay. When we I was a kid, quickly here before we go to break. 12 years You'll ago. You'll love this. 12 years ago, yeah. When I was a kid, it was a very big deal. Angry Mike, right? My dad and I. Uh, every year, once a year, we would go to Glen Abbey and play. Usually sometime, you know, maybe early May, something like that. My birthday's in April, but we'd push it back to May. And that was like a very big deal to go to where we had our national championship. And every year, one round at Glen Abbey was amazing. And I was, I would have been like 13, so this is like 1988. And I was a huge Greg Norman fan. And I would show up. You'll love this, Bob. I would show up at Glen Abbey oh, with the full Greg oh, yeah. Norman giant bucket at the neon shark wrapped around the chest <laughs> and go out there as a short,
4: squatty Italian playing yeah. Greg Norman. Wow. I would are there any pictures?
1: There any pictures? Is it, yeah,
4: any photographic evidence there of this? There is
1: a photograph. Of a fully bearded 13-year-old Mark (laughs) Zucchino that I will bring in next week for you guys. I will bring that in next week. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? This is great because this is a perfect segue to Winner's Weird and What. It might even make Winner's Weird and What next week. We'll do it on the other side. 3-Dub. This is Golf Dog Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club. Proud home of PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, broadcast across the
1: TSN Radio Network. TSN 2 this morning on TSN TV. Don't forget, we're back every week as well, every Wednesday with a brand new 60-minute edition of Golf Talk Canada TV, where I guess we'll be previewing the playoffs. Bob, yes. As we'll get, kickoff, get ready to kick off the FedEx Cup playoffs. All right, it is that time: the good, the bad, the ugly, winners, weird or what, three dub Bob tea is yours
0: oh
2: so so what oh. do i do just aim for the pond
0: no you're not supposed to hit it into the water
2: but you hit it into the water
0: i know i hit it into the water
2: well why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there
0: because it's fun we're having fun
1: <laughs>
2: Look, it went further than your ball. The,
1: the Griffin family was sleeping this morning. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, that's I, right. I, they just did not want to intro you this well,
2: morning. there might have been the big fight between uh, Peter and that big chicken. Or whatever yeah,
1: the or whatever. chicken, yes, possibly.
2: Uh, my winner this week <laughs> is a Canadian uh, golfer who has done some great things over the years, but who has been missing in action for a while, and it's Graham Dillette. I had a chance to speak with Graham this week. He is going to return to play. Uh, he is going to get back in action at the Safeway Open, which is the one immediately following uh, this run of, uh, of, of playoffs and things going on. It'll be the start of the new it season. Will
1: be, it will bridge the FedEx Cup finale to the U.S. Open, exactly, correct?
2: Yeah. Exactly. So uh, he, I talked to him, and he is not 100%, but he says, you know what? i got to give it a go. i got to try. i got to see what's going on. He knows he'll never be 100%. And still he is going to go out there, and uh, he's going to uh, put himself together. He said he can play. It doesn't hurt to actually swing the golf club. What hurts is to stand up for four hours, five hours at a time. So we'll see what happens uh, with Graham. uh, I hope he can manufacture some kind of a game and swing and not be in too much pain. Um, It'll be a shame if he can't, but I I have faith in him. He's played hurt for most of his career. Mm. So now he's just basically accepting the fact that, listen, I've had all these back surgeries. I've had all these back procedures. Uh, This is as good as it's going to get, and I'm going to try it.
1: I, the quote in your in your story, Bob, that I, that I found interesting was what he said: "I miss being a professional golfer." Yeah.
2: yeah, he misses being out there. He says every every week that he's not out there, things kind of fade away from him and all his gang and yes. friends and the tour life and everything. So we'll see what happens with uh, with that. Uh, my uh, my weird this week is um, you know the Rose series that Justin Rose and his wife created. It mm-hmm. was a basically sort of like their version of the Canada Life series for young women professionals in in the UK. So it wrapped up last week, but they had a little bit of a problem with the last event, the grand finale at uh, Wentworth Golf Club was stopped when a wildfire swept through the golf course, and a number of players couldn't breathe and they couldn't uh, they couldn't figure it out, so they just had to abandon the golf tournament at Wentworth. At Wentworth, this basically this golf uh, the, the alarm went off at about three p.m. in the middle of the round. They were all out there playing, and all of a sudden they just said, "Nope, sorry." Everybody get off the course, evacuate, and um, they just said, okay, that's it.
1: I'm calling fake news on this, Scully, because it (laughs) never gets warm enough in England to ever start a fire
4: at any point. You know, it's strange because I know on the Toronto Players Tour, we actually had the the creator of that tour, Russell Butt, on our show about two months ago or so. There was a fire delay during one of their tournaments, but it only lasted about 20 minutes. But some strange things on the golf course, isn't it? (laughs)
2: So they said, in the report, it said there were chaotic scenes as the players were initially evacuated into the ballroom of the prestigious club when, with rivals huddled around coffee tables, including the 2018 Women's Open winner, Georgia Hull, who was playing in this event. Wow. So, Anyway, uh, too bad for the women. They didn't get to finish the tourney. Hmm. My what this week is a very interesting. Uh, so I was looking through some of the financial pages, as I do every once in a while, and I saw there was a call from Cineplex. Now, obviously, Cineplex is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. People are going to see movies right. these days. They've opened, reopened up again with some limited seating and things are going on, and they lost in quarter two, I think, like $95 million. But in one of the parts of this uh, report, they announced that they and Topgolf have ended their relationship. So You they, mean the uh,
1: relationship that never started? Well,
2: that's right. They had an agreement in place to try and start this thing up, and they said, you know, now's not the time to be sort of promoting new adventures. So they have jointly agreed to abandon the relationship and the partnership. So that means all you folks who are hoping to get Top Golf in Canada, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer.
1: The one flip side of this, guys, you know, is that that relationship, although, you know, was in place, it's been in place for, I think, three to four years now almost. I
2: would and say two to three for sure. Two to yeah. three
1: for sure, possibly four, and nothing happened. So this, there's a, you know, I'll take cup half full approach. Maybe this actually gets it here sooner. Maybe now it gets reignited again. Somebody comes in who's actually interested in doing something with it. Maybe it becomes priority instead of another piece. You know, it usually starts with just one. Pick one major city in Canada, open up one and start there.
2: Tough, right? Toughest part is finding the property, right? Finding well, find land, for yeah, sure. exactly. Um, so Mark, the tea is yours.
0: I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth!
1: All right, on occasion, in the world of golf, a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, uh, an open championship at the old course at St. Andrews, etc., the golf course becomes just as much a star as the event itself. Uh, In fact, it can overtake over a broadcast, an event. You know, I guess often Augusta does this on an annual basis, really. Well, this week at the U.S. Amateur, I'm getting the same feeling of watching Band in Dunes on on, a, on an international television broadcast. It is just such a spectacular place. It lo- you know, it just looks like it looks like the cliffs in Ireland, and uh, I've had the, the pleasure of being there once before. And now we need I need a reason to go back. Well, they just opened up the fifth golf course there, Sheep's Ranch. When I was there, it was only the four golf courses plus the short course, which is which is just as good. It's such a special place. If you love golf, the only other place like it in North America is Cabot, as far as I'm concerned, where they deliver a pure Lynx experience, not a packaged Lynx experience. It's certainly the only one in America, uh that is for sure, in my opinion, anyway. Um, have you ever had a chance to to go bar
2: never been out there that's the one that's top of my bucket list
1: uh, Adam what do you think the images on TV how how bad do you want to (laughs) go
4: You know, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I watched probably four or five hours of it throughout the week. And it reminded, reminded me instantly of Cabot, for sure. It also reminded me a bit of Royal County down in Northern Ireland as well. Yeah. Just pure links, great bunkering, green sort of on tabletops, uh, pure links experience. I need to get there. I think we should include that in our golf talk and a road trip. There you go. <laughs> All
1: right. Definitely. This is a, this is a, my weird this week, boys, is that something that's currently happening right here in front of our eyes um, Shane Lowry, the Open champion, next week uh, has a lovely golf outing plan with some buddies in Long Island. And Long Island, as you guys know, home to some of the oh, best fire's golf. Fires Oh, Fires Head, Shinnecock. Yeah. Uh, you know, he can even start out at Bethpage State Park and kind of make your way. It's a wonderful place. And him and his golf uh, buddies have a, a trip planned. And he was going to go up there, spend some time, and kind of hang out and get ready for the U.S. Open in September. Uh, it, one problem. Uh, he's going to qualify for the Cup playoffs. <laughs> yeah,
2: stop playing so well. Yeah,
1: one under through three holes, 10 under par now for the championship, projected to move up 50 spots. Wow. Mm-hmm. He started at 131, so it's not like he's starting at 180. He started at 131, projected to move up to 81. So unless... Shane Lowry completely implodes. Uh, he's headed to the Northern Trust. And guess who's got to cancel his golf holiday? Darn.
2: Right, there you go. <laughs> hate to see it.
1: All right, my what this week, guys, making maybe his regular appearance. What's with Brooks Kepka? Seriously? Uh, again? Okay, so last week during the post-round press conference of the third round of the PGA Championship, he basically calls out his buddy, Dustin Johnson, and basically says, well, he's only he's only won one major. I got nothing to worry about. Look at my record. Look at his record. Well, why are you bringing up Dustin Johnson? Kind of says I, I, he's basically. I'm paraphrasing. He gives gives out the impression he's not on my radar. He's only won one. Okay, that's the impression he gives all of us. Okay, and this is after more interesting remarks earlier in the week. How he hasn't really spoken to anybody much on the PGA Tour, alluding to the fact that maybe. There isn't a friendship there with Dustin Johnson or anybody else. This is These are his words. We're not putting these words in his mouth. This week, of course, after he misses the cut at the Wyndham, but before that, before he goes out and, and just basically blows up for 36 holes, he goes out and says, I don't know what's wrong with you people. And you can't say you people. Don Cherry got fired by saying you people. And so <laughs> you got to watch these things. But he basically points at us, the golf media, and he says... You know, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. That you you know, I, DJ's my buddy. We're great. I love the kid was one of the quotes. I love the kid. I don't know why you're making up this story, why you're making up this friction or this so-called fight we've had. Bob, if he feels that way and he doesn't want us to report and talk about this, why is he open his pie hole? That's so weird because last week he, he also lies. said that oh, they, he he only, lied.
2: the only thing that they said was uh, he said, "Oh well, we just had the same trainer. Everyone sort of made it into the, like we were workout buddies, but we weren't really. And now he's kind of dancing around. So I don't know what the real story is, and how can we report what the real story is if you don't? Right, give listen, us, or you We're give taking us contrasting w- stories. We're
1: huh? taking what you say, and then creating conversation articles, coverage to the game yeah. based on what you're giving us. And now you're getting you're, now you're getting mad at us for you know waving your finger at us." as to suggest that we're making things up. No, maybe you should think before you speak. Let's start there. I'm going to take a breath. Good place to start. I'm (laughs) going to take take a little breath breath now and give the tea to Adam Scully.
4: Yeah, well, I I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves and I got to step on one here. (laughs) Come on, baby. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Before I get to my winner, I've been wrong on Brooks Koepka the last two weekends and started him sit him. Mark, I think I owe you like a protein shake, a bag of chips, and a couple of chocolate bars. Am I am I correct with that? Is hot, was that the hot dogs, hot dogs? Hot dogs. I think there was a dog in there somewhere. Okay. Well, next week I'll have a lot of food to give you. Um, and that goes right to my winner. There's a bit of a trend here. Uh, my winner this week is Gary Player. He posted a video on Twitter, leg pressing upwards of 225 pounds. The man is 85. Four years old, 225 pounds. Mark, have you ever leg pressed 225 pounds? I don't think I've ever done a leg press. Let's just start there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, like, 84 years old. That's so impressive. The guy does thousands of sit-ups a week. Uh, Good for him. He's in such great shape. So good for Gary Player to keep on the fitness train going. Uh, He is a a wild man, that's for sure. Gary Player is the Gene Simmons of golf. Yeah. He yes. invented
1: everything, right? He like, I invented fitness. I did this. I, I love it. He's the best. I love the sound bites from Gary player too.
4: Yes. Gary player. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, my weird this week. Okay. This goes back to the U S amateur bunker gate. What yeah. was going on there? Segundo Aliva Pinto, his caddy was on the 18th hole. So the player was on the putting green, sort of going over a shot. He had about a 30 yard bunker shot, all square tied. I guess now we have to say in 2020 uh, in his match. His caddy decides to almost build a sandcastle. He was sort of fiddling around <laughs> what with was the he sand. Doing?
1: Did you see it? It was oh, yeah. ridiculous. I figure it out.
4: But like, what on earth? Like, that's one of the most blatantly uh, ways to break a rule in golf for a, a caddy to touch the sand that way. Bob, you, you saw this. This was wild.
2: Yeah, and he's and he's uh, he's actually a caddy out there. He's a band. local, he's a guy. local he's guy. guy. He's a local, out local there, guy out there. So you think he'd know for one thing. And then he tried right afterwards. He said, "I didn't touch the sand. I didn't touch the sand." Well, the evidence kind of disputes Un- that.
1: Unreal. Unreal. Just, oh. Maybe the brain just went numb for a second, right?
4: Wow. Yeah, it, it must have been. Uh, Frank Strafacci, who was the caddy for the opponent, said, and I'm quoting him here, that's the worst rules violation I've ever seen. So what a way to go out. And now I believe I saw something on social media where Segundo actually posted a photo with his caddy saying mistakes happen, this sort yep. of thing happens. Nice. But uh, Again, good for him for doing nice. that. But mm, that's a bit of a, a strange mm-hmm. play by the caddy on that part. My what this week? This goes back to last week. Call Colin Morikawa, about an hour after he's won his first career major championship, the PGA Championship, he settles uh, with the media. There's probably four or five media around there and a bunch of uh, media members on Zoom. But a surprise media guest happened to join, and that was Mr. Steph Curry. He was asking Morikawa a couple different questions, and then Morikawa piped in and said, my caddy is a huge Warriors fan. I think you heard him. I'm actually not. I'm an L.A. boy at heart. So for Morikawa to say that to Steph Curry right to his face, Mark, that that's some guts there for Mark. How, isn't it? I
1: like it? it. I do the same thing. I was there. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm, I'm pulling for anybody if I'm. If it's not in the blood, you know. I, I'm blue and white all the way. And the San Francisco 49ers, There's no other team that count anywhere on the planet. I got two franchises. Nothing else. That's it. Adam, thanks so much, buddy. Okay, we're one hour this week. We're going to set up the playoffs on Golf Talk Canada Mm -hmm. TV this Wednesday. We'll see you in studio.
4: Can't wait, brother.
1: On the other side, uh, Week C and I, we will uh, give you a quick leaderboard update. There is a lot of golf going on around the world. We'll get to it next. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, ready for sport. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada's Zakino Weeks. As we wrap up today's show, lots of golf to get to. Let's get some leaderboard updates brought to you by Break Golf Club, award-winning championship golf in the scenic Rouge Valley, just minutes from Toronto, flexible, affordable, memorable. Never been a better time to join Break Golf Club. Visit CedarBreakGolf.com. Cedarbreakgolf.com For more information, Bob, what is happening on the European Tour?
2: Uh, they are playing the Celtic Classic in Wales, and Sam Horsfield has a one-shot lead over Thomas Peters. And uh, one Canadian of note, and a very good note, He's uh, Aaron Cockrell is tied for 12th right now. He's 4-under through 17 holes in his third round. LPGA Tour is over across the pond. Uh, they're over there for a couple of weeks. The Aberdeen Standard Investments Ladies Scottish Open. Uh, Cheyenne Knight is leading right now. A tied for the leader, sorry, with Stacey Lewis and Azahara Munoz. And uh, Lydia Ko is just a shot back. And top Canadian is Elena Sharp. And she is a, uh, has a weekend off, actually. I forgot about that. She missed the cut, unfortunately. The Bridgestone Champions Senior Players uh, event. This is just the major. In fact, major. this is the only major that's going to be there. Five majors. The other four have all been canceled. Wow. So this will be the only one that they'll play this year. Jerry Kelly. Has a three-shot lead right now over Thomas Carlson, Colin Montgomery, Steve Stricker, Rod Pampling. Mike Weir sitting there in a tie for six. He's at two over, four shots back. Also in the field, Stephen Ames is tied for 39th. David Moreland, the fourth is tied for
1: 52nd. And they're at Firestone, correct? They are at Firestone. And that is playing tough this week for them. All right, Corn Ferry Tour, Albertson-Boise Open presented by Kraft Nabisco. You got the moves like Jaeger. Steven Jaeger, 13 under par, tied for the lead with a Brad Hopfinger. They're 13 under, that's good for a one-shot lead over Charlie Saxon. And Adam Svensson, only two back in this one. Taylor Penrith, eight under par. Don't forget, Taylor Penrith, he's qualified for the U.S. Open. He will be there in September. On the PGA uh, Tour at the Wyndham Championship, Siwoo Kim, a hole in one, Bob. Boom. Boom. On the third hole, has vaulted into that tie now with Rob uh, Oppenheim at 12 under par. we have a two-way tie at 12 under par. Horschel and Gooch. One back as they're both one under through their first three holes. See, Adam, you see how the old guys go with the numbers and, the, and they're moving up the leaderboard? We'll have to talk about this when you buy me that <laughs> popcorn and chips later. Jason Dover, where has J-Duff come from? He's been in witness protection. He's now four under through her, his first 10 holes in the tie for 10th. Roger Sloan, 200 through the his Sloan first four. Sloan Ranger. One. Well done, Roger. You're there with Shane Lowry as well at 10 under par. Okay, Bob, I know you've got a story. I want to hear it, and we've only got four minutes left three and a half minutes left, so uh, uh, let's hear it.
2: David Briganio Jr., PGA yes. Tour player. 10 over missed, in this one. Missed the cut this week. He, uh, he shot 74, I think it was 72-74, way down near the bottom of the list, 74-76, uh, 10 over, finished. Mm-hmm. This is the last start for David Briganio Jr. on a medical exemption, so he failed to earn enough money to get back his card. Do you know when he went on the medical exemption?
1: This is going to be astronomical. I'm not going to guess, but I know where you're going. I kind of know where you're going. This
2: medical exemption, major medical exemption, started in 2009. He has been playing on a medical exemption or not playing on a medical exemption for 11 years. How? Years. How does
1: that happen?
2: That's the way the system works. There's a huge flaw. He's been getting paid his disability money. I gather from sure that's what they get on yeah. there, he's been doing it for 11 years. He's finally exhausted it. Will Gray from uh, from Golf Channel yeah. had this up on, and it was just like nobody can understand that this yeah. is actually even possible. But he's been on a major. Medical well, I don't even recall
1: seeing his name in a golf tournament in. Forever in a day, so where his his exemption starts? Like where was he using them? Yeah, like, where I don't was know. He, even he probably played like one event a year for the was, last eleven? That's years. That's what I'm thinking. It's crazy, real. Okay, wow, well, what a system I, we've got. A system we see a problem that yeah. we can not improve on. So there you go. Bob, what is up this week? Are you gonna get some golf in? Are you gonna play Weston uh, this week? I'm gonna
2: play I'm gonna play tomorrow. I'm gonna go right from here out to the range, try and work on, nice. <laughs> on that lesson a little bit and uh, and then get ready for the playoffs because it's a busy week this Yeah, it's week. Gonna, gonna, be gonna be a, a busy week.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm taking ten days off of golf. Wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna play golf for ten days. Uh, you and I will be golf talking on television this week, sixty minute uh, show to get ready for the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then I'm heading to Boston. To do uh, to to do PGA Tour radio, which will be interesting. A lot of policy and procedure, which is great, in place to keep us in a very tight bubble that starts as soon as you arrive, which is fantastic. Uh, And then, so it'll be at least ten days until I touch a golf club, which I think is is overdue. I think my body's asking me to stop.
2: It's, Uh, uh, It's a little sore, Bob. Tough. Tough, tough, first world problems. Right now, I,
1: play, <laughs> I just played too much golf. I played too much <laughs> golf. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. It's at Golf Talk Canada. Twitter and Instagram for your chance at twenty weeks of TaylorMade, close to twenty thousand in prizes throughout the year. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Lucky Draw each week. We give away close to 20 grand in tailor made product. The grand prize, custom set through the bag, tailor made product, top to bottom. You get it for uh, the big grand prize. Also, smartgolfdeals.com, our friends at smartgolfdeals.com. Sign up, it's free. Refer a friend. uh, Do it in the next seven days. You have a chance to win $500 cash we're back here next week coast to coast TSN radio network and TSN TV for Golf Talk Canada radio Bob and Adam will be in these chairs I will be uh, tuning in from the Northern Trust at TPC Boston to kick off the FedEx Cup playoffs we'll see you Wednesday for Golf Talk Canada television remember first good decision on the golf course it always starts in the closet thank you for watching
0: this segment of GTC presented by smartgolfdeals.com was brought to you by adidas golf ready for sport thank you for listening to gtc don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at golf talk canada for show archives podcasts and all things gtc visit golftalkcanada.com and don't miss golf talk canada television weekly on the tsn television network